morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, near or far, high or low, you're listening to the Gulch D podcast and listeners, I'm with a very special guest, I can't lie, um, just watched some highlights of him and just, just seeing him go to the hoop, him being a floor general, but listeners, we have to introduce athletes of this caliber the right way, so let's get the music started and let me get my announcer voice on. <clears throat> Listeners, stepping on the court at six foot two by way of High Point, North Carolina, a guard who is a true floor general that commands the floor, becoming the school's all-time assist leader during his junior season, and in high school was a two-time player of the year. Listeners, he was also a 4A championship whilst being named a game MVP. We are wishing him nothing but the best of luck as he puts himself in the NBA draft process. Listeners, please give a warm welcome. Stepping on the court is Cameron Langley. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, before we even get started, Cameron, um, talk to me, man. I mean, in this moment, how's your physical and your mental? Um, I'm feeling good. You know, uh, physically, I've just been working out uh, every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, basketball, lifting, and uh, just uh, just trying to stay uh, out the way for real. Right. Just uh, just, in, just in the gym and uh, being with my friends and family. Okay, understood. Now, I mean, just before we speak about um, just the the player that you developed into and the player that you're still becoming, if you could kind of just, you know, take us back to, you know, be, before you was the floor general, before you was able to finish with contact and just the way you see the game, you know, before you was that player, just take us back to the very first time, you know, you got introduced into basketball and the very first time you had a basketball in your hands? Um, it was it was really early. I think around three years old, my my dad introduced me to the game because he played uh, college basketball for UNCG. So, okay. and plus he was a high school coach at the time. So uh, me and my brother were, were always around basketball. So it just kind of gravitated towards us. Uh, and then in the beginning stages, uh, I kind of really wasn't that good. <laughs> right? No, same. Um, same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was just really good at dribbling and passing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my dad introduced me to uh, my first AU coach, Stan Kovaleski for the North Carolina Gators. And uh, Coach Stan was the first coach to really put the ball in my hand and uh, maybe the point guard. So I'm just truly grateful. For that and then as the years started going i started working on my game and progressing right. and so that's that's kind of what developed me as a player today man see and see that's the thing i just feel like because i mean you know speaking to um you know so many players of your caliber i i, I kind of feel like at least i mean here in london i would say it's definitely gotten better just in terms of the player pathway like you know you have the kid in high school who wants to play for a good college, you know, the kid in college wants to play for a good NBA team or play pro. Here it's kind of, um, it, it's gotten better, but there, there isn't that 
ladder of high school, college to pro, you know. So I just definitely feel that in the States, the player pathway is a little bit more mapped out. And, and just for the listeners who don't know um, by now, the AAU program is absolutely no joke you know and just in terms of Mm -hmm. the level that you're being exposed to it's just on a whole another level but i'm curious because i mean from what we see over in the states we kind of know two sides of basketball you know there's the new york side that's going to give you that 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 hard gutter and one no blood no fire they're going to trash talk but they're going to back it up then you got like the west coast vibe which is more chill cool calm collapse you know it's kind of the breeze is there and they got a little cool swag to them you growing up in north carolina what what what's some of the stuff that you was being exposed to at a young age and then you know taking it to sports yeah just a um just an early age uh my dad always had me into basketball camps playing against older older players so the older players kind of like beat me up a little bit and so right. I just I, I just had to take it and be tough that what that's what made me tough as a player and, and, and as a person you know mm-hmm. uh, playing against uh, older guys you got you have a lot of adversity a lot of challenges that you just have to overcome and so, I think that I think that um, helps in life as well you know you have uh, challenges in life and adversity that you go through in life that you just have to overcome and just stay the course right right see so what made you because i mean i get so many questions just in terms of coach i had a terrible practice or you know this is my first time trying out for a team and and i know that there's going to be players that are going to be better than me um for yourself being at that young age where you're playing against players who are better than you they've got more experience and they're um older than you what kept you going at them each practice and what what allowed you to stay the course um just just uh willing to see the bigger picture uh Mm -hmm. willing to get better each and every day because i know going against these older guys i'm gonna get better it doesn't matter if if i'm winning or if i'm losing i'm I'm just gonna get better and um what just kept me going is my confidence i just i'm just confident and believe in myself that I, i can play with anyone it doesn't matter uh, how tall, how tall they are, how small, how old. I just, uh, I just had the confidence in myself to be, uh, to try, to try to be the best player on the court at all times. Right, right. Understood, understood. Now, um, just talk to me about what's the overall culture like, you know, in terms of basketball in North Carolina, because I know there's a huge following and there's so many teams. But when you was growing up compared to now has the basketball culture gotten bigger less has it kind of stayed the same and maintained um it's definitely got bigger uh nice North North Carolina is known as the hoop state uh we have players players from really all over just come to North Carolina either to play high school or to play college so um yeah we uh we have a lot of talent here in the state of North Carolina so just just being here it's just uh it's either basketball or football one of those sports right right okay okay so i mean growing up in nc what would you say and kind of transitioning to basketball what were some of the 
major contributing factors that made you go, you know what, like I'm actually gonna take this, you know, this this basketball thing quite serious. Like what were some of the things that was leading up for you to make uh-huh. the final choice? Um, just uh, I really, I really ain't like nothing else for real. Mm. Uh, gr- growing up, uh, I played, I played soccer. Okay. Um, when I was little, so I really ain't like, I really ain't like nothing else. I always watch, play, I, I always play basketball, always watch basketball, and I just, I just fell in love with the uh, with the process of getting better, and just watching, uh, watching players and trying to uh, imitate or whatever. Right. So right. That's, that's pretty much it. Um, you see, when you said, you know, watching players, I, I kind of thought about myself. And for me, growing up, I, mean, I started pooping in, I think, seriously in 2008. And for me, at the time, that's when D Rose was just doing his thing. And obviously, uh, I didn't have the, the, the source swag, the handles as D Rose did, but I definitely tried, you know. So um, for yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> who were some of the players growing up that you kind of emulated your game off of? Um, my my all-time favorite player of all time is Chauncey Billups. Oh, Chauncey Big Shot and Billups. Time out. You see, this I, I love answers like this because I was expecting like the, the, the Kobe or the LeBron. When you hit Chauncey Billups, okay, that just already tells me a lot about you. But Chauncey Billups, like, why? I'm, yeah. I'm so curious. Um, Just the way he, uh, he's not afraid to take the big shot. Uh, Mr. Big I feel shot. like yes, he, sir. yes sir. Yeah, I just feel like he—he's um, fearless when it comes down to the last second or last few few minutes of the game. That's right. how that's how I, that's how I try to be as a point guard. You know, just trying to get guys involved in the beginning of the game. But when it's time, like crunch, uh, that's when you kind of uh, take over as a score and mm-hmm. just trying to make plays for your teammates. Okay, see, I, I, we're definitely um, later on in the pod just gonna, you know, just get into a bit more detail in terms of just how you read the game, you know, because um, I think, you know, just in, in terms of the, the point guard position has changed over the years and over the seasons, you know, you have some guards back then who was kind of like a pass first point guard to now you're seeing six, 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 seven point guards who yeah. can shoot, handle, shoot from deep, like, so I'm very um, interested just to see how you developed as a guard, but before we do, I mean, I feel like every hooper has that moment, Cameron, where, you know, they realised that they was nice, so whether it was a dunk <laughs> for you, whether it was an assist, uh, out of you, a crossover, step back for you, Cameron, when was that moment? you realize I am nice at this sport. <laughs> um, I would say around maybe 12 or 13. Damn, it came early for Cam. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it, was, it was my, I think it was one of my, um, I think it was one of my game winners. I had a, a game winner during AAU. And oh my like, gosh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And plus, and plus, in AU, uh, that teams like put a boxing one on me, or like try to deny me the ball. So that, so that really uh, let me know like I'm doing I'm doing something right because uh, other teams, the other players, kind of respect my game. 
get wait time out. okay i need you to paint the picture was it like a countdown was it like did you get to the varsity was it an one step back how did you get off that game uh really? it was a three uh, i think it was like okay five, something like something yeah, like five, five seconds left uh we inbounded it uh took two dribbles and let it fly see now i'm a i'm a keep it a buck with you um kind of right because there's definitely been some moments where i've been hooping i'll make a three it felt off but somehow the ball still went in so i'm gonna run back like okay that was supposed to go in let me just keep the poker face for <laughs> yourself was it like the same thing or you knew as soon as it left your fingertips that was good money um yeah like you said it kind of felt awkward because i just <laughs> right. i just i just rushed it a little bit but uh, the ball looked like it was on target, so I just, uh, I just glad it went in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, I mean, I think another thing that I love is just the, again, man, um, it's, it's just the, I guess the, the, the thing that fascinates me the most about, you know, just players who hoop over in the States is quite a few things I like. The first thing that comes to mind is the mindset of the players, you know, because I mean, just speaking with you in a short moment of time, I can just tell that you're cut from that cloth where you want to get better and you embrace adversity, which is huge for athletes of today. And the second thing is just the overall basketball culture from high school, college, going all the way up to the pros. I just feel like, well, for me, from the outside looking in, you guys are taught like pros from early, if that makes sense just in, in, in terms of what it yeah. takes to get to that level, working out two, three times a day, having a shooting coach, strength and conditioning and stuff like that. So you in your mm -hmm. high school career, and one thing with me, I, I love to focus on not just you holding up that title and that medal, you know, I mean, obviously that's a big moment, but most importantly, the, the training sessions, the scrimmages, the, mm -hmm. the missed layups, the running suicides that led up to that you know so i mean you you know making it all the way to the 4a championships first off how did it feel to actually reach that stage and second of all you know just what what type of work and and grind got you to that point yeah it felt great because uh i feel like the past two to three years we were kind of like on that level of uh eventually come in a state championship you know the my junior year we only lost i think one game the whole year uh we lost one game until we lost in the playoffs to the eventual state championships that to the eventual state champions uh charlotte catholic right so i just feel like i feel like that year we could have won it too and my sophomore year uh me and my freshman and sophomore year, we just got bounced in the first round, first round, oh, just because. Man. Yeah, and we and we and we had the team, we had the talent to get to make a run, but it just didn't happen. So uh, it just felt great to finally, you know, just say I'm a champion. And and uh, and the great thing about it, I did it with my my two younger brothers. Nice. And, um, That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. That team, up. that that team will ever be one of my favorite teams ever, just because. <laughs> Just because what we uh, went through, we were definitely the underdogs throughout the whole year. Nobody thought because we were too small and whatever like that. We didn't have the talent, but 
it just felt great. Uh, just finally achieving a goal that uh, I've set since I was a freshman. See, and, and oh man, oh man, you're just hitting so many nails on the head because I feel like it's it's funny because when you said that, you know, one, you guys was the underdogs, and two, you guys was small. So coaches and the opponents are looking at you like. Man, they can't do nothing, man. They got some small guards. That, that's like that, that's an easy mismatch. But <laughs> you'll be surprised with just how much you know. For me, I um, shout out to the Giants who are listening. I think the the name came about for Giants because you know it was it was the same thing, Cameron. Like I would you know have these um teams and these kids who were quite small going 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 up against huge tall players, and coach would be like, Coach, like why are you playing them? They're they're small. But I was like, you know, as long as you have. A, a giant mindset like you think big you you play big you you have the heart mm-hmm. of a giant then anything is possible you know so it's just great to hear that you guys yeah. was able to achieve that for sure you know so that's what's up mm-hmm. that's what's up for sure now I've, I've heard it from quite a few in terms of that transition from high school aau all the way up to college now before you know i um asked you about how your first um year went at college what would you say are some of the things that are left out or not really talked about enough when players are making that transition from high school to college um i think it's uh it's huge like a like a strength change because mm. yes, um people uh players at high school you kind of like some, if you make it to the college, you kind of like bigger than who you, you play or whatever. Right. But then when you, once you get to the college, like it's grown man. Right, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's, def, it's definitely a huge shift. Uh, specifically for me, uh, just being as a guard, um, I think coming in, strength really wasn't, I mean, it was a problem, but it really wasn't because I, I already played physical. Right, right. As a, uh, as a guard. And I think the, the speed of the game uh college playing with a shot clock um all that i think i think those two are the the main thing strength speed and i think conditioning because uh i don't think a lot of high school teams or high school coaches really focus on conditioning but when, once you get to college into a strength and conditioning program uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a definitely it's gonna be different. It's right. definitely gonna be a transition. <laughs> For real. Definitely gonna be a transition from high school to college. But uh, that first year, once you get through it, once you get used to it, then I think that your second and third and your fourth year should be uh, you should uh, get used to it. See, and and quite uh, it's it's funny because I I feel like the conditioning is one of the biggest parts in terms of making that big leap from high school to college, you know, because I had a player who was like, coach, I mean, I thought I was fit, you know, so I'm going for my first workout for the college team. And literally mm-hmm. at the end of the practice, uh, sorry, at the end of the practice, I had to call my mom and be like, hey, mama, this ain't it. <laughs> this ain't it. Like, I almost died. I almost passed out. It was like the, the conditioning is, is just uh, on a whole nother level. So for yourself um how did you adapt i mean I, I, like did you have time to um i don't know did you have time to make mistakes if that makes sense or did you kind of have to step in a few steps ahead and and just learn as you go along um i definitely had uh some leeway 
just because okay. I was a freshman. Right, right. Yeah, but uh, I think my my coach, Coach Joyner, really uh, he really knew I had something in me, so he just kept pushing me, and just and then like later the uh, the leeway start uh, going away. You know, he just he wants me to get perfection the first time. So, my I think my first workout or first week of workouts, like I feel like we ain't getting no water. Those workouts. Oh man. Yeah. So like I was like I was tired, but I was still like <laughs> holding my own against yes, you know seniors and juniors. But uh, for me, uh, I ain't I ain't complaining to my parents at all. I just this is what I signed up for. You know, I signed up for college basketball. So, uh, whatever comes my way, uh, I just have to handle. See, so, because you said, like, you, you was able to hang in there and you didn't complain. And I'm, I'm just thinking about, you know, for me, there's there's two different types of athletes. There's, like, the average athlete that's always going to make an excuse and the great athlete who's able to dig deep they've got a huge purpose they understand why they're there who they're doing it for and they've got their short-term and long-term goals so for yourself would you say the competitive edge is something that you can be born with as an athlete or something that you can develop as you go along um that's tough i think it's i think it's a combination of both Mm. i feel like uh, you, everyone has, has like a competitive edge. Everybody has, uh, yeah, a competitive edge. But it just, it just depends on who's going to bring it out of you or or what's going to bring it out of you. There we go. For right. me, right. For me, I'm just I'm comp- like just growing up with three brothers. Yeah, there like, we go. <laughs> it's, we're competitive it's every day. It's a battle. Yep. <laughs> yes, with, sir. Yeah. Anything. Anything. Food. Anything. We just compete. We're just competitive. Mm-hmm. So just, I just, I just try to bring that onto the court, you know, just trying to say like I'm, I'm not trying to lose at all. Right. It, it don't right. matter what I'm doing. I'm just not trying to lose, and that's 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 my mindset going going to anything I do in uh, any basketball game. Right. See, and I, I, um, I could just tell those those family barbecues when you um and two of your younger brothers are doing your one-on-ones it must get heated oh my gosh I always can, I can always <laughs> oh my goodness now i mean if you had to describe you know just in in terms of the the level that you was playing at you know how you adjusted adapted and what you learned from your first season playing in college how did that go um, I think for me, I think I was I was very blessed, mm. uh, just cause starting as a freshman, as, as starting point guard as a freshman, I was I was I was very fortunate uh, to start. And, you know, and I think for the uh, listeners that doesn't happen. <laughs> that does not happen. You yeah. need to be special. So shout out to Cam on that one. I think uh, I think one of the reasons. I would. I started because I think one of our was supposed to be a starting point guard failed a drug test and was out the first four games. So 
Like I knew yes, that sir. this was my opportunity. Yeah, yes, this was my opportunity. Yes, sir. So the the first four games we went three and one. We lost to um, Clemson. Oof. So yeah. So I think uh, I kind of solidified myself as like the starting point guard. So for me, it was just everything was on uh, was on me. Just being as a point a freshman point guard uh, of a of a veteran group because right. that year. I was the only freshman really playing, so it was all upperclassmen. So I just had to adjust. Jeez. I just adjust. Yeah. Jeez, I, I, I'm I'm not even gonna count count, man. You're 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 better than me because I think there's there's oh man, especially the college level, like the energy, the crowd is is, is just on a whole nother level. You know, like some people can't perform when the spotlight is on you, when the crowd is screaming, when you've got media there, and for you to be a freshman and and just being able to hold your own and being a point guard where you can't afford to hide, you know, because the team, the coach is looking to you 100% of the time, you know, which, which kind of leads me to my next question. Being a floor general is not easy, you know. I mean, you know this way more than me and just in terms of being a point guard being that on-court coach being able to understand what's going well what isn't going well what the defense are doing how they're guarding you on the pick and rolls you know like where's their help coming from like just you're having to download so much data in front of you all in a split second so for yourself just in terms of how you started to read the game coming in your freshman year or even high school year and then what were some of the things that you were noticing that added some of your reads and you know how you started to develop your game um this it just brings me back to watching basketball a lot i watch nba college i just i just really studied the game like i watch film of myself uh, I watch film of other players, their tendencies, how uh, how they might guard the pick and roll, how they might guard um, an isolation play or whatever. So it just for for me, uh, I'm really not worried about the person in front of me. I'm worried about the the help well side. Said. The, well said. Yeah, I love it. I where, love it. Yeah, where the help is coming from, because that's gonna that's gonna dictate. Uh, my read, like if I can get to the basket, or if I need to throw it across court to the to my uh, shooter, or right. do I need to dump it off to my big man? So, just uh, yeah, just back to watching uh, ba- basketball. I've been right. I've been watching basketball all my life, and I just uh, that's that's really what uh helps me a lot. Right. See and see and uh, again, man, it's just great athletes are. are I think for me the one thing i've learned is you know average athletes are entertained by the game great athletes such as yourself are educated by the game you know and one thing that i um liked what you said was you're not really concerned with the play in front of you you're so you're more so reading the help you know but to the people that's asking well cam what do you mean like because you 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 still have to go by that first person like why are you not taking that much notice of the person in front of you and why are you focusing more so on the help would you say uh, I just feel like my, this is my personal skills I feel like I, I'm I'm good enough I can go I can get by anyone right <laughs> right so 
Uh, I just that's so not not getting not the initial defense is really what uh, I'm worried about because I can get by my my handle is good enough. So I'm just I'm just worried about that. Whoever's the help side, uh, how I can either uh, read what they're mm-hmm. doing or just uh, try to go score myself. That's right. really that's really all that it come down to. Right, right. And I think that the biggest thing, especially as well, there's so many qualities a guard needs to have. I think for yourself, be, before we even delve deeper, when you're studying a guard, what are, let's say, the three or four main things that stand out to you when you're observing some of the guards at the higher level? Um, Definitely ball handling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, as guards, you just gotta be able to handle with both hands, go go either way. Right. Uh, and then the other one is uh, be able to pass with both hands, passing really court vision. So true. Uh, I watch, I watch. John, I think John Morant does it the best. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Passing with both hands, both hands. And the other one is uh. Defense, like being being able to uh, defend and get uh, get after the uh, the opposing player. Right. And uh, and the fourth one is uh, communication. You gotta be able to co- yes, communicate at a high level as yes, a, as a point guard. Communicate to your team. Communicate where you want your guys at on the floor. So right. those are those are the, those are the four big things that I, I think uh, coaches look at for that as a point guard. And that's that's so huge, man. I, I think the main two that stuck out to me, which I I, I feel isn't um, mastered by um, a lot of athletes, or is something that tends to be overlooked, which is passing, you know. And like you said, being able to pass right and left, you know. And the second is defense, you know, because being able to to stop that go-to person or force them away from the middle is huge and key you know so spot on very spot on so for yourself i guess the next thing that i want to pick your brain on is you know as a guard momentum is something that happens in all sports especially in basketball you you can go on a 6-0 run and then before you know it turnovers start to happen defensive coverages start to mess up and then the team is up by six or you lost that lead so for yourself when you're on the court and when you're on the bench as well, how do you manage tempo, change of pace, trying to play within that momentum and not playing outside of yourself, if that makes sense? Um, you just kind of uh, keep your cool. I feel like all point guards should just be stay calm and collected yes. for whatever. It don't, it don't matter what's going on in the game, just stay calm and collected because if you get rattled, then you, the whole team going to get rattled. Right, and I feel like you should uh, at a point guard. If, if you if you're on the bench, keep keep encouraging your guys. You know, because because even even if you guys are down, like you should have should still have the confidence. Like, yo, we'll we'll get right back in this game. So, just uh, as far as tempo, just seeing how uh, uh, just see how your coach wants to play. I feel like. For my situation, these past two these past two years, uh, my coach wants to play an up tempo pace, right. and uh, 
and sometimes slow it down with certain teams just because they might be uh, bigger than us or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just it just it just depends on what your coach wants. Just because if you're going up and down and nobody's scoring, then that's that's kind of when you slow it down and try to get a, a, a good shot or. Or a, a certain set for somebody to get uh, to get a good shot. Right, right, and just in 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 terms of you know what would because you highlighted it a little bit earlier in the pod, but just in terms of you know thinking about you know the athletes that are taking that next step or even you know aspiring to play at the college level or pro from yourself. What tips do you have in mind that you could give to some of these up-and-coming athletes that they need to be aware of, but also working on in the meantime? Uh, just always stay in the gym. Always trying to uh, get better. Mm-hmm. That's that's the big thing, for real. Uh, just trying to stay in the gym and get better. And uh, the second thing is conditioning. Cause, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, conditioning is a huge part. Uh, I think NBA players are like one of the best world class athletes I think in the world just as far as their conditioning their conditioning whatever and then the third thing is just watch basketball study film study basketball because watching it you can really learn a lot especially from certain players who are who are on the floor because I watch a lot of I watch a lot of Chris Paul just cause uh, it's a point God right there, man. My goodness. Yeah, just cause what he uh, his breeds the pick and roll, how he plays the pick and roll. So uh, I'm trying to imitate or trying to depict what what he does on the pick and roll. So just I think I think those three are the biggest. Stay in the gym, uh, keep keep your body conditioned, and uh, study basketball. Watch a lot of basketball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think just from watching your um, highlights and listeners, do not worry all the info to follow him check him out on his socials and the youtube highlights is going to be in the description but a few things that you do well is i mean especially the pick and roll your reads in terms of attacking the weaker defender splitting the gap reading the help is just something that takes time and experience and again they're just the ability to because a lot of players and you know it's a learning curve for them but it's not necessarily being the quickest out the gate but your ability to slow down because if that help defender comes up high have you got the stability and the body control to kind of stop on a dime and do that float or a fadeaway or just you know a controlled finish you know which is something that you do extremely well so just for yourself how do you sharpen your tools when you're on the court um right now we uh we're working on my change of pace just being able to change pace uh be able to slow it down go fast Mm -hmm. and um just uh just working on my uh my shot my just uh just a mid-range shot just trying to uh clean clean some things up because right. this past season, this past season, I haven't really taken a lot of mid-range shots. So just because, so just trying to uh, get better at that. Right. So that's, that's pretty much it. Just uh, still just kind of tuning some things up on my reads and pick and roll still. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, 
my my finishes, trying trying to finish different ways, different hands, things like right. that. Right, so hey, so just just a head tip to the defense, you better stop sagging off that pick and roll because hey, can go hit you with that three off the <laughs> mid range jump shot. It's coming, yeah. it's coming, <laughs> it's coming for <laughs> sure. Now, I think one thing, um, even for me as a coach, especially during this uh, quarantine, um, is you know motivation and discipline you know and i think what i mean by that is motivation for me comes initially like i'm motivated to work out motivated to run but you know every athlete you know has that you know for some it's one for others it's a lot where you wake up in the morning you're not motivated to work out but this is where the discipline starts to take over so for yourself you know how does that statement relate to you um, just my, uh, my motivation is my family, my parents, mm, uh, just huge. seeing, just, just seeing everything they, they sacrificed for me and my brothers to play, AAU, to play this game that we love. It's just, I just kind of want to repay them in some way, mm. some form. And, uh, my brothers, my brothers are my inspiration. Nice. Because they, they who made me the basketball player I am, and all those uh, one-on-ones, all those uh, workouts that we used to do, all those early morning runs, workouts, all that—they kind of uh, built me, prepared me right. to uh, to be the basketball player who I am. So, like, I don't mind getting up like at six in the morning or five in the morning just to go uh, do a lift or go work out because I know. Uh, down the line, I'm not. I'm not just doing this for myself. I'm doing it for my family. I'm doing it for whoever uh, supported me. So that's that's really all that comes down to it. It's just it's just my family. See, and, and that's that that's the that's the secret ingredient right there, man. Having, I mean, you just answered it. You know, the importance of you know as an athlete no matter what sport you're playing especially when motivation fades what is your why you know it's your it's your family it's your loved ones it's, it's the people who build you up you know so having having a why is so huge you know because once motivation starts to fade if your why isn't purposeful to you if it isn't strong then this is where you know you're not going to get better day by day month by month year by year you know so and, I, and i'm and i'm super curious you know it turns out if you had to have like a count how many times your little brothers beat you in a one-on-one versus you beating them who's who's uh winner right now <laughs> oh i'm i'm, I'm up <laughs> i've been up i've been up <laughs> yes sir yes sir <laughs> yeah. oh man so man so the biggest thing you know and it just shows just how much you won trusting yourself how huge your support system is and you know just to take a deep breath and go right i'm gonna bet on myself and and you know put myself in the nba draft process what you know brought you to that decision and you know is that is the mindset different is the mindset sharper or is it kind of like the same routine but your goals are that that much more higher now um I feel like it's it's the it's the same, but I'm still sharpening it each day. I just 
I just know that I have a goal. I have a dream that I want to accomplish. So uh, anything I got to do, I'm going to do it. Right. Going going into the draft process, it's just I just feel like I'm one of the best point guards in the country, regardless of like what conference I'm in or whatever. Yes, sir. I just I, I just feel like I'm the best point guard in the one of the best point guards in the country. Right. So just I just want to be I just want to be able to prove it. Want to be able to have that opportunity to show teams what I got, or uh, and who uh, who the person Cam Langley is, not not just the player. So I just that's 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 what I, that's all I'm about. Right. Understood. Understood. Is there a are they two of the same? person or is it two different people in in terms of you know you got Cameron the athlete the floor general but then off the court you have Cameron the brother the son you know like do they are they two different people or are they of the same person it's definitely two different people I think um on the court I'm really like uh, I'm not trying to laugh with you or whatever. Okay. Uh, they call me uh they call me Killer Cam on the court. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Cause I just I just like as if you if you want to be different, you gotta have something different about you on the court that makes right. you stand out. So I just feel like on the court there's no friends. I'm I'm trying to come at you. I'm trying to compete. I'm trying to win. And then off the court, it's I'm that that fun guy that you want to be around. But, but also very chill and about my business. Right, right, understood, understood. Now, just before we wrap up, we're about to enter the third quarter, which I call the quick hitter segment. So I'm just gonna ask you some questions and mm-hmm. see where you're at with them. So the first one I've got for you, Cam, is what would you say is a skill that is taught by many, but only mastered by a few? Skill? Talk about many. Uh, I'll, I'll say listening. Mm, okay, talk to me. Talk to me. I like that one. I mean, a, a, a lot of people are taught like just uh, listen and stuff, but some people don't don't hear what you're saying. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like okay. they can listen, but they don't understand what you're talking about, or yeah. Okay, I like that. I like that. Okay. Next one is the best piece of advice you ever received. Best piece of advice. Uh just be just be true to yourself. Don't uh don't try to be someone that you're not. Cause if if, if they don't want you for you, then uh they don't want you for real. Mm-hmm. So just just be true to yourself. Okay, okay. Next one. If it wasn't for basketball, I wouldn't have learned filling the blank about myself. Uh, I would say I want to know how uh, how tough I I would be. Because mm. basketball brought a lot of toughness out of me. Uh, uh, a toughness about not quitting. Uh, not trying to dig in. So it's, yeah, just tough. Okay. And the final one before we enter the fourth quarter is 
what would the title of your autobiography be? Mm, title. Oh, I do not know. Ooh. <laughs> the title. Uh. Oh, okay. Uh, it would say Killer Cam, the underrated version. Okay. Okay. E- expound on that a little bit because I think I get it, but I don't want to completely assume. So I, I kind of want to understand through your lens how that title came about. Uh, just where all my life has been uh, underrated as a as a basketball player, and just people people really overlook me just the way just sometimes the way I run the run the way I run is kind of funny, but. It's, it's just they I feel like I'm always the underdog or being underrated not mm. not having my having the respect that I want that right. or that I need so that's 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 all it is oh man okay okay bet bet killer cam okay so the final one now we're gonna have a we're gonna have uh, a, a little bit of fun what I do at the end with, with all of my guests is I give them 10 seconds and I say give me like five for example I might say Cam I'm gonna give you 10 seconds to name five NBA teams and when you hear the countdown which should be starting now that's when you can just start listing them off six okay yeah cool okay we'll start nice and easy so Cam I'm gonna give you 10 seconds to name Five NBA players. Okay. Ten, nine. James Harden, eight, LeBron seven, James, Kevin Durant, six, Kyrie Irving, five, and four, Russell Westbrook. Easy buddy. Easy buddy with three seconds left. Okay. Second one. Ten seconds to name five NBA teams. Ten. Nine, uh, Rockets, eight, Lakers, Clippers, seven, Warriors, six, and the Nets. Five, <laughs> okay, fast break. Two, okay, I see you. One. I see you. Okay, next one. Okay, I'm going to give you the heads up. This third one usually tricks up the guests a little bit because it, it really challenges just how well they study the entirety of the NBA. So let's see how you do on this one. Okay, okay. Cam, I'm going to give you 10 seconds to name five NBA coaches. Okay. Ten, nine, uh, Coach Pop, eight, Steve yep. Kerr, Seven, Doc, Doc six, Rivers, Tyron Lue, and Eric Spolster. Oh, you a student student, Cam. Oh my gosh, you just ran through that. Okay, okay, cool. That was, that, that was easy. Okay, next one. 10 seconds to name five international players in the NBA. Oh. 10. Uh, Luka Doncic. Eight, yep. seven, Nikola, Yo- six, Nikola Jokic. Here we five, go. Uh, four, uh, three, two. Nurkic. Ner- <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> that was a strong three. That was a strong three. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Final two. Final two. These last two should be easy. Okay. 10 seconds, Cam, to give me your top five players of all time. 
10, 9, LeBron James, Michael eight, Jordan, seven, Kobe six, Bryant, five, Shaq, 4, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay, strong, strong. And the final one, 10 seconds, Cam, to name five artists that get you hyped before a game. Okay. 10, 9, uh, Lil Baby, six, Drake, six, Money Bag Yo, five, okay. four, uh, The Baby, yes, sir. Two, and uh, A Boogie. Okay, A Boogie with the hoodie, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Finishing strong. I like that. I like that. Well, listeners, seriously, man, this was an absolute treat. A lot of gems for the upcoming athletes that's trying to get into college and pro, just in terms of the mindset, the hard work dedication the importance of having your why and especially for point guards out there watch film man you know we we should be studying the game as much as possible you know but before we wrap up for the listeners cam those who want to follow you see what you've got going on where can they find you um i'm on instagram twitter at vcam langley okay Oh, cool. Oh, cool. And listeners, don't worry. All the links and um, everything you need to know about him is going to be in the description. But listeners, we appreciate your time. This is myself and the underrated Killer Cam signing <laughs> out.